Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm gonna be on the show. I'm gonna be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh my god. The moral is you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Because I'm about to put on a show. Welcome back to another episode of Good Pop, Bad Pop. You're with T and M. Today we're going to do a few reviews on some video games, movies, and TV shows we have recently consumed. Um, for gaming, we're going to review Guacamole 2. We're going to review Disenchantment, the new cartoon on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And movie, A Quiet Place. It is very quiet. Yes, <laughs> we're reacting to the other two. <laughs> Spoilers, Mandy. You can't tell them if you liked it yet. Um, so we're just going to talk about Guacamole 2 to begin with. Woohoo! Hmm. Want to open us up, M? Yeah, sure. Guacamole 2 is by Drinkbox Studio. It is a super fun game. Uh, if you've played the first one, then you already know what you're in for. Uh, if you haven't played it, it's like a great platformer that's really uh i don't know how would you describe it's a action platformer yeah it's an action platformer but um how, how would you describe like the like it's a very i don't want to say it's a very mexican game but it is a very mexican game i mean it's set in mexico it's, set in it's, mexico. In, it's in the mexiverse it's in the, it is it's, it is literally in the mexiverse the whole drive of the game is to find a guacamole recipe yeah look you're not wrong so um so I think Mexican <laughs> game is very fair. Have I mentioned you play a luchador? Touche. Okay, so uh, it's, it's a very Mexican game, but it's such a, it's such a colorful, vibrant, fun game. And one of the great benefits of this game is that is one of the very few uh, games that you can actually play couch co-op on. So you can actually play with a friend on a couch in your house without having a whole other network and it's um it's a whole lot of fun and there's a lot of chickens and it's good times um so that's to give you a general idea about what guacamole is about guacamole 2 obviously it's the same type of story uh continuation if you will um and i loved it i thought it was so very good um i guess the ways that it differs from the first game is that there was a lot less boss fights. Like, I remember when you played Guacamole 2, those boss fights were hard, man. Like, there was... We got so mad <laughs> trying to <laughs> defeat some of them. And um, whereas I found uh, Guacamole 2, they sort of traded boss fights for puzzles. So there was definitely some puzzles in the first one, but um, the second one had a lot more of them, and they were so much harder. And I have very little patience with things like that. So um, there was a few times when I just sort of sat back and went, all right, you go and I'll just, well, I'll catch up. <laughs> um, <laughs> you use that function an awful lot. I do, I do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Very good game. What, what did you think? I thought it was excellent. So there's two speeds you go at. There's platforming and fighting. And they do an excellent job of pacing your moves. So you start mm. off, you can jump and punch and great. Yeah. Then you get an uppercut. Mm-hmm. Then you get a side punch. Mm-hmm. Then you get a headbutt. Mm-hmm. Then you get a double jump. Mm-hmm. Then you can turn into a chicken. And the chickens can jump around using their polo power. Polo. And then what they would do, um, you ended up towards the end of the game pulling off extremely complex <laughs> um, maneuvers, I guess. You'd have to jump into an uppercut, into a side punch to get uh, a chest. 
you'd have to turn into a chicken and then hover and then fly around. And <laughs> there was never a point where that was too complicated. It was very difficult to pull off, but yeah. you knew what you were meant to do. Yeah. And they staggered the moves and they did a very good job of it. When you're not platforming, you're being attacked by minions, mm-hmm. zombies, mm-hmm. skeletons. Mm-hmm. They're wearing ponchos. It's a very Mexican game. Um, and you fight, and the fighting is a blast. Yeah. And this part of it, I felt, was really enhanced by the co-op. Yeah. So I did a few fights just by myself, and it was all okay. But when there's two people on screen tearing up, it is a blast. So you have throws and... Um, mm suplexes and pile drivers and you know mexican wrestling luchador moves and you would throw someone across the room and then the other player would jump up and give him a punch and it was a mess but it was a really fun mess so if you're looking for couch co-op game i could highly recommend it only downside to that though only one of the account gets the achievements yeah that's a real deal breaker for some people yeah i was pretty pissed so m would check in and check out of my save game but she doesn't have a single playstation trophy to show for it um the art style is lovely so good i i'm obsessed with it i love it so much Mm, all the mexican colors Mm. um and as we said you're a luchador you travel to the pits of hell and Shadow Realms and Dark Timelines. Dark Timelines. The story gets very weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and I'm not even going to try to explain it at this point. Um, and so, yeah, how long did it take us? Five to eight hours? No, way more than that. Really? Um, yeah, I was watching the account. I think we, we ended up racking up like 12 hours. Oh, wow. Um, we spent a lot of time on some of those puzzles. Uh, what is really fun about some of those, because you're mentioning how good the co-op fighting is is it's really fun when you're both chickens because you make a lot of chicken noise when you're fighting so when there's two of you in there there's just a whole and there's just feathers and it's it's good times all around yeah and if you ever felt like you needed to see a 30 centimeter chicken pile drive a giant Mm. i have the game for you (laughs) it's wild ride um so we got to the end of the game i'm not gonna go spoilers but there Mm. is a secret ending where you have to do some extra challenges yeah real hardcore platforming Mm. challenges and we i did them i just Um, sat and laid eggs yeah (laughs) Yeah, em just laid eggs (laughs) she doesn't much help uh but real complex things you know i threw a controller and yelled f yeah once we got a couple of them (laughs) And I have no idea how some of these were achievable yeah. in single player. So we had um, one of the moves is like a dimension shift. You can swap between the shadow world and the real world. Mm. And I had M running that. Yeah. So I could land on the right platforms while I'm running around like a madman. Bringing you Day of the Dead yeah. on the daily. So we got all these hidden keys, went to a secret last level, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I gave up. It was like the chicken final level. It's going to haunt us forever. Oh. I'm going to have to go back. I already want to go back. Can we go oh, back? I just nah. want to be a chicken. I deleted the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still walking around every day going, bah, 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 bah. It's yeah. like a big chicken uh, temple with lots of holy chicken sounding. Yeah. It's just a great game. It's so funny and it's so self-aware. Like I said in the previous episode, I love a game that does not take itself seriously. And there's a whole... Uh, there's a whole like level where there's this full of um what is it called the dankest time- timeline yeah is that what it was yeah and they had all these dank memes dank and it was like memes. mexican 
versions of um, famous memes from yeah. a very particular era. So <laughs> well, it was probably when it was developed, really. Yeah. So, so and <laughs> they were riffing off it hard. Like they were making jokes. Like putting in memes in your game is so lazy. Yeah. This is so lazy. And as you went on, the the memes got more specific and dated. <laughs> just to drive the point, it was. Well, they had Grumpy Cat, but they called it like Sombrero Cat or something. Oh, I don't know. It was really funny. It's uh, it's uh, just the best. <laughs> so overall, I liked it. I loved it. I'm already dying to play it again. And we will recommend. Um, yeah. So you reckon 10 hours? Okay. Yeah. Good value for 10 hours, actually. I think so. Yeah. Mm. I um, Like I said, I, I would gladly play it again anyway. Mm. I just like being a chicken. And it is a co-op game. Those yes. are rare. Yes, yes. Get it. Mm-hmm. If you need to save yourself from another night of Overcooked, <laughs> that's the game. Next up is our TV show review. We're going to review Disenchantment, Woo! cartoon on Netflix. Now, if you haven't heard of it, that's surprising. It's <laughs> the next cartoon made by Matt Groening, famous for The Simpsons and Futurama. There's... um. You should know who Matt Groening is. If you're listening to a pop culture podcast, you know who Matt Groening is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 10 episode, 12 episode, something like that. Yeah, um, 8 to 10, I think. I can't remember. Hmm. An amount. Dropped a couple of weeks ago. There are some familiar voices. You'll hear John DiMaggio. Is that his name? Yeah, probably. Billy West. A few of the alum. Mm-hmm. And a new set for the new show. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Eric Andre, mm-hmm. who... I don't know where everyone else knows Eric Andre from. I know him as the big hair guy from That Bitch in Apartment 23. Ah, uh, yeah. And the guy from that Why Would X Do That memes. <laughs> I don't know where everyone else knows him, but he's famous. I'm he's sure in things. he's in other stuff. Yeah. He's great. Anyway, I, I loved him in this. But anyway, you continue. Um, and cameos from a few good voice. Not... not Good voice actors, just good actors. Uh, Matt Berry. I love Matt Berry. He's that English guy who speaks very like this. <laughs> and he's hilarious and everything is in. Watch Toast of London if you haven't. Great show. And Noel Fielding. He's mm. in it as well. So anyway, there's voices in it. Um, what did you think, Em? I'm already just stuck because you, you mentioned Toast of London. I'm like, is that a great show? Like, I still actually <laughs> don't know. I just really like seeing Matt Berry be Matt Berry. <laughs> so Matt Berry talking can be a whole premise for a show. Okay. Yeah, it will, yeah we can uh, get into that at a later time. Actually, if you didn't watch Toast of London, he was the boss in the IT crowd in the Probably latter seasons. Probably where people would be more likely That's to where know people him know from. him. Yes. Yes, it would be. Uh, anyway, Matt Berry's amazing. And um, it would have been nice to actually see him in that a bit more. Um, not because he's a character needed to be in there. Like I said, I just want more Matt Berry in my life. <laughs> He was a recurring. He was in... Nah, barely. But um, but I digress. Um, did you have any other thoughts on Disenchantment? I liked it. You I liked, liked it? it a lot. Ah. Now, it's lazy analysis, but you can compare the build of the characters to previous characters. So there's mm. Elfo, which is some sort of Bart Simpson-Ralph Wiggum hybrid. He's a bit <laughs> dopey fish out of water, and he was funny. Um, Eric Andre's character was a little devil called Lucy. Mm. This is the bender of this show, and Eric Andre did a great job with it. Um, mm. And it's lazy to compare it to Bender, but it was still funny. Um, and then Bean, the main character, the female lead in a cartoon. Yay! That's, like, you know, doesn't happen. Alcoholic. Um, doesn't want to date, just wants to party. Doesn't want to be a princess. Yeah, doesn't want to be a princess. A real 
twist on the, I don't know, the Disney princess trope. Just like the dark timeline of, um, ah, what's the main character in Brave? I'm a Disney fan, I don't even oh, know. Princess. Merida? Merida, Merida, yeah. Merida. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard it said out loud. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Merida. I probably, if, if I'm wrong, please email me. Um, yeah, she's, it's almost like, Bean is like the dark timeline of Merida. <laughs> It's not even. Where she grows up and drinks a lot. Yeah, it's the same timeline as Merida, just with an alcohol problem. Which I would argue is a dark timeline. Yeah. So episode to episode, there's her rebelling against her dad, who's trying to marry her off, while getting into high fantasy adventures of Mm. goblins and dragons and stuff. And I thought it was great. Um, It got a lot of hate. And I was quite surprised. Like, I don't know what everyone's expectation was. So, Simpsons and Futurama, just to stay on Matt Groening shows, they weren't, you know, high hype shows. They just turned mm. out to be good because they came from an era where you didn't expect much from cartoons. Yeah. Whereas this one, we're in a... Every cartoon has to be significant. Every cartoon now has to be Rick and Morty levels of top-tier whatever, whether it's political commentary... Um, deep storylines and stuff. There's but, a lot more critical thought that goes into cartoons now than there was, say, yeah. you know, late 80s, early 90s, when The Simpsons was like the first kind of, you know, family to adult show that was animated. Yeah. And I get it. Time's limited. You've got to invest another well, six hours to watch the whole season. Yeah. Um, if it's not amazing, you might move on. But I thought it was entertaining. I laughed out loud. I really liked it. Mm. And they, they're they doing what everyone's doing, having the overarching, sort of the larger plot line that mm. sort of tickles in the background. Yeah. And they, you know, had a big sort of climax in the finale that lead to a continuation for, I don't know, I assume they're going to make a season two. I hope so. Yeah. Um, and it goes on. Um, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I had some thoughts about it. I mean, the first episode, like most first episodes, it wasn't terrific, but... Um, yeah, I was still interested, so I kept watching it, and I have no regrets. I quite liked it. Um, very refreshing to see a... Well, I like seeing a strong female lead in any sort of TV show or movie. Um, but again, you don't really see that in cartoons a whole lot. Um, it's either usually, you know, a family ensemble, which is normally led by the dad, or, um, or a son, or something like that. Um, so it was really good to see, not, actually not just a strong female lead, but someone who is such, um, you know, anti gender expectations of not want to be a princess fuck you i want to go and party and drink and you know dick around with my friends and i really like that and i do love the little um it's he's not a devil he's like a lucy is he a de- he's a demon demon yeah the cute little demon he's adorable and so evil you just want to <laughs> give him a little cuddle and uh, i really loved him i thought he was excellent everyone on the show was excellent um, my only slight gripe with it is that I didn't like Elfo. I found him really fucking annoying. <laughs> and so given he's one of the main characters, I was like, ugh. He was the heart. He was d- d- stupid. He was the Eric Foreman. Uh, no. Kept it all together. No. What? No. <laughs> no. No. Disagree. Um, but you know, essential to the story, I suppose. But yeah, I, I can't say that I liked Elfo. But I'd overlook him for all the other great characters that um, were in this show. And what I liked um, is that the show as a whole was not just it was not just um, the strong female lead who you know 
was rejecting the sort of social expectation of her. But all the female characters in this show uh, have very similar perspectives. And there's a, a few very funny sort of skits around, um, are, they, are they robbers? What are they? Um, are the... The criminals that she runs into that time and she's all like, I'm going to rob you, but not because you're a woman, it's because of all this. And um, <laughs> and I really really liked that. It was very sort of, you know, tongue-in-cheek and obvious, but it was it was quite funny and uh, and I really liked it. Yeah. They did dabble a bit in the gender politics and yeah. had a good laugh with having a female lead. And, um, yeah, there was a few really yeah. funny episodes based on that premise. It was really good. And I, so I really, um, I really enjoyed that sort of component of it. And I definitely wasn't expecting it too, and that made it all the more surprising and enjoyable to me. Because, um, you know, The Simpsons is very... Oh, I guess it's, Simpsons actually been a bit more, you know, quite political more in the recent years. But, um, you know, I had I had quite low expectations of the show from the get-go. Um, I historically love The Simpsons. Um, but, and this is an unpopular opinion, I really don't like Futurama. <gasps> um, <laughs> Podcast over. Shut it down. There's, a, there's a, a bunch of reasons why, but I just didn't get it. And, like, I know there are a few good episodes... And I can appreciate those um, objectively. But overall, on that show, just just meh. So when I saw this show, I was like, oh, that could be interesting. But I was also, yeah, expectations were set too low. Whether or not that's a part of why I enjoyed it so much, because I set the bar so low, I don't know. Uh, but overall, yeah, I really liked it. I think people should definitely watch it. Give it a go. So I um, apologize to the listeners. Futurama is amazing and... We will not talk about that ever again. Oh, yes, we will. Great length (laughs) later. What could be a talk topic on Futurama? I'd happily do it. How it should have never started. No. (laughs) We'll disagree there. All right. Finally, our movie review. Yes. This week, we watched A Quiet Place, starring Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. It was a very quiet movie. Well, was it? I mean, they didn't talk. Okay, well, okay. It was, um, yeah, right. It was a good point. Okay, just if you're not familiar with it, the premise is dystopian future, aliens take over, blah, 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 blah. The quirk is the aliens are blind and can only detect sound. Mm. So most of the, the population is wiped out and the movie is about a family living in their, I don't know, homestead, kind of like a farm thing. And they're living day-to-day life without making any noise mm-hmm. first thoughts uh well i mean i liked it in the sense that it was different like i okay as a genre i'm not usually into i like some thrillers horror i don't like i don't like horror i don't like slasher horror and it, it's difficult for me to like a thriller because um, i just get scared a lot um and also like a lot of horror movies are very bad like, I'm not sure what's got worse acting, horror movies or pornos, but they're just so terrible, like, all the time. And so I find that difficult in itself to just get past. So what I did like about this movie is that there's been a bit of a, a reimagining of some thriller and horror type stuff, uh, which we saw with Get Out. There's a whole kind of new way that these are being broken into, and I think that's fantastic. Shake up the genre because it's awful. Um, so I really like in this sense that it was something very different. Um in terms of things like, you know, overall plot, it was a bit boring. It had that same kind of pacing as sort of horror movies and that, oh, this thing happens, but nothing really happens. It's just sort of people trying to get away from stuff. Uh, so 
plot wise, it wasn't great, but conceptually, I could really get behind it. And um, I thought it was very cool that they actually used a deaf actress to play a deaf girl in the movie. I think that's really awesome because a lot of those sort of jobs tend to go to you know more able people, and that's not all that cool. So, um, very good to see some diversity being cast in there. And yeah, I guess that's all my most of my thoughts really what about you did you like it i'm gonna go meh on this one um what it does well is work as premise Mm. so it's hard to fathom they're going through their day-to-day lives walking through doors walking places cooking food and they've got to do this without making a sound and this Mm. part was fascinating and added so much tension yeah this would have been Great to see in a movie theater. I ate so much crunchy popcorn. <laughs> I was like, oh, then what happens? <laughs> yeah, and could you imagine watching this in a movie with everyone rustling their chips and like eating like, popcorn? Shh, like, oh my god, shut up! The aliens are going. Um, so they ratcheted that up really well. So these guys get into obviously it's a horror movie. They get into unfortunate situations, and they're trying to get through without making a sound and just mm. inane stuff. Like someone stubs their toe, and. It's so minor, but it's the end of the fucking world in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like they trip and it's oh, so much noise, and they're like, "Oh God, we're all gonna die now because someone made a noise." And they did that really well. Really yeah. good thrillery. Um, overall, though, I wasn't super invested, mm. super compelled. Um, and this could have been due to external factors. You mentioned the Get Out. Um, mm. Get Out was. Great. We loved it. Um, yes. So good. I thought it was amazing. And everyone's like, yeah, this is, they, they're doing horror. They're doing horror properly. They're making it a big deal, investing some money, mm. high concept. It's great. And then A Quiet Place came out, and I was getting rave reviews. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, like the Get Out. This is going to be you know, a reinvention of horror. So I went up expecting that level, and it didn't quite get there for me. No. No. Um, the big takeaway for me, though, is <laughs> the John Krasinski I don't know, timeline. Action star. (laughs) Action star. Like, Jim from The Office. And it's not like he stopped by The Office. He was there (laughs) from pilot to finale. So how long did The Office go? Nine seasons, I think. Something like that. A long time. A long time. And, you know, it was funny Mm. because The Office was a comedy. And, you know, I I never expected to see him again. Funny, cheery, you know. Cutesy kind of guy. Yeah. In that time, he... What was he in? 13 Hours. The um, Benghazi... Anyway, marine action movie. Mm. Crazy. Um, he's in this movie as, mm. you know... This is all recently as well. Yeah, like recently. Yeah, yeah. And he's just... Last two years or so. What just came out? Jack Ryan just came out. Yeah. Now, Jack Ryan is the, like, Tom Clancy character, but it's it says nearly as prestigious as James Bond in terms of the actors that have done it. You've got Harrison Ford, mm. Alec Baldwin, mm. uh, probably forgetting some, Chris Pine's done it recently, and now John Krasinski. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Mm. But the movie was just okay. Decent thriller for 90 minutes. Oh, it was sub-90 minutes. How rare is that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. That was nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nearly the main deciding factor when we pick a movie now. Like, we just scroll through in, like, two hours, it's two a and a half hours. Factor. If we're watching a movie late night, we're like, oh, why is everything more than two hours? Yeah. Uh, but you make a good point in that um, Chris Pratt did the same thing. So maybe maybe John was just sitting around and was like, oh, Chris Pratt can do this. Uh, maybe I can give it a go, too. Um, Chris Pratt's obviously been very successful in his rebranding of a... Um, 
muscular comedic action star. I mean, how would you really describe that? Because obviously he's, you know, funny and jacked as in Guardians, but then it wasn't funny in Jurassic Park. Um, but that's probably more of a writing issue. Yeah. A story for another day. But uh, but a similar kind of timeline, you know, plays a goofball on a TV show, reinvents self, becomes action star. Um, I'm very intrigued to see if uh, if Johnny can make it through that. I don't know that I'm sold on him as an action star. Um, obviously, like I said, Chris Pratt did it, did it well, is amazing. Uh, but, um, but I don't know, I just got a bit of an issue with John... Chris, I can't even say his name properly. John Krasinski. 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 Um, he's, he just doesn't really do it for me in any way. It's like if I went to Aldi looking for Zachary Levi, I would pick up a John Krasinski. Like, yes. here, oh, here it is. Here's what I was looking for. Um, yeah. The Aldi Zachary um, Levi. Yeah, that's what I would call him. You've Sorry, got a high John praise Krasinski. for Zachary Levi. I do. <laughs> I do. What are you saying? What are you implying that he is not cute and adorable and amazing? Yeah, but he's not like. Oh, that's Aldi. What are we talking? Coles? Like, the Coles. Yeah, nothing that's, on special. That's like, not it's what... full price, premium, <laughs> organic shit. Right. I don't know. We'll see how his superhero movie goes. What, what's he doing? He's, um, Alakazam? No. Kazam? I don't know. Yeah, he's Kazam. But more importantly, he's also still um, in the Tangled series as well, which is continuing. He does a lot of stuff. Very uh, very broadly skilled, Zachary Levi. Great man, great man. Anyway, I could read about him for a long time. All right, we'll save that one for another great. day. Yes. But anyway, that's our reviews for this podcast. That's it. That's uh, what we've been doing and what we've been watching. Stay tuned after the break and we'll do our news stories. Okay, thanks for sticking in there. Let's get into some news. So, stuff that I've been seeing in the news lately is the new photos of uh, Brie Larson in her Captain Marvel suit have just come out, which is exciting. Um, so, if you don't know, that's... Um, oh, I can't really get into it without talking about Infinity War, so I'll not get into What's that What's the part. statute of limitations on Infinity War spoilers? It's been a few months. Yeah, but let's... Not. Let's just say that she gets a mention as a bit of a teaser uh, in the film. And so, uh, you know, we've been waiting to hear a bit more information like, oh, what's happening with Captain Marvel? And we've just seen these uh, first photos come out of her in her suit. Um, now, she's the strongest superhero to be introduced in the Marvel Universe. This is actually going to be really exciting. Um, and the movie's going to be out in 2019. Um, she's actually going to be the first female lead in a Marvel movie uh, now i know black widows and stuff but she's never a lead she's always part of the ensemble her movie is still in discussions i think they've interviewed like 64 directors or something trying Whoa. to get the right yeah it's um they're taking it very seriously which is great and that's not coming out until um mcu fourth phase so that's not until 2020 or 2021 it's really awkward to say so are um, we in third phase now yes okay it's all very complicated. It does get very complicated. Uh, but anyway, so Captain Marvel, people are excited. I'm excited. Um, the thing is that her suit looks a little bit like Captain America and some people are going, well, why does it look like Captain America? Uh, well, they're very different characters. They've got nothing to do with each other. Um, the only thing that they really have in common is Captain and that they're both involved in the military at some point, but through very different means. Um, you know, 
for example, Captain America, Steve Rogers, gets rejected from the army. And actually, you know, spoilers for Captain America. Uh, but, um, yeah, and he has to take the injection, turns out Captain America, and that's how he gets in. Uh, very different story for Captain Marvel, uh, which I won't get too much into because I don't want to sort of ruin the origin story or anything. Um, but basically, she isn't completely human. She actually has some Kree DNA. Um, and so she's got a lot of extra superpowers. She can fly. She can survive in space. Is she going to be blue? I don't think so ah. because she's like mostly human. She's like she's not completely human. So she's got a bit of Kree DNA um, as a result of an incident. So as so often happens with um, superhero yeah. characters. Um, so yeah, she's got different powers completely. So a very different character. So um, don't think that's going to be just a you know a female reboot of captain america or anything is like that. um so is it her origin story or is she going to dive straight into the current contemporary mcu um i don't actually know i think it's an origin story i'm pretty um well i don't know it could be both because there might be some time travel situations there's a lot of theories going around as to how they're going to sort of set her up but also solve some issues <laughs> that have occurred <laughs> as a result of Infinity War. So, uh, yeah, so that's created a lot of buzz, um, these first pictures, and it's looking pretty tight. So hmm. I'm excited. Is that the next Marvel movie, or what's next? Um, I don't know if it's next or not. Um, that's 2019, so I don't... Are there any more coming out this year? Can't think of any. No, I can't. Because we just had Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, we had a, a big stint of them like earlier this year. It's been a, been a bit of a run. Mm, so, um, so I don't know, but it's, it's going to be the next super big one, though, I think. Okay. Yeah, so it's very exciting. What about you? What have you found in the news? What's happening? So, for the news, it's just vehicles for me to rant about things I read. So, <laughs> this week, um, a new Predator movie just dropped. Mm. And this intrigued me quite a bit. Um, so, have you seen all the Predator movies, Em? I've seen... I've seen the originals and I've seen Alien vs. Predator, but I haven't seen the one from a few years ago. Okay. So they've. Or 10 years ago, whenever it was. They've re re rebooted it as these things go. And I'm curious on who the target audience for this movie is. Predator so, lovers, I guess. Yeah, but a Predator lover isn't necessarily a Predator lover, they're an Arnold Schwarzenegger lover. Like, this movie was from the 80s and was a vehicle for some of Arnie's best quotes. You know, get to the chopper. You know, cool off, Bennett. <laughs> like, and it was so 80 cheesy. And there's memes about it now with the, you know, the bro high five mm. sort of thing. And, you know, it was kind of camp, but, like, it was great. So, <clears throat> Predator 2, no one's seen. And Predator 2 was awful. And there was the Aliens vs. Predator. Now, that was a cool, fun what-if. I actually quite enjoyed those movies, conceptually. But <laughs> they're not good movies. Like, I no. would... They would not pry a dollar out of my wallet to go see an Alien vs. Predator <laughs> sort of thing. It's, you know, the ninth movie you watch on a flight to Montreal or something. So they're like, oh, we're rebooting it. They're doing coming out with the advertising. And I'm just fascinated. I'm like, oh, who's, who's seeing this? And are they seeing it's like... Yeah, Predator, like, ironically. I don't know. Tweet at us. Let us know if you're a Predator fan. If there are Predator fans. I mean, aliens I get. 
um, just for a comparison. See, I don't see how this would be different to Aliens. Because I know a lot of people who just love the aliens in Aliens. So, But there's a lot of high concept in Aliens. You know, when it went to Prometheus mm. and there was a lot of mm, yeah, okay. craziness. And yeah. with Aliens, it was they were good action flicks that age well. It was good mm. science fiction. Predator, I mean, Predator 2 was set in downtown New York or something. It was really weird. It was um, uh, Robocop with aliens. You know? <laughs> it was... Anyway, if you're a Predator fan, tweet at us. We'd love to know why. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tricky one. Um, in terms of other stuff that I've sort of seen floating around news-wise, um, there is another Law and Order show coming. Can you believe that? This is the seventh. Seven. Seventh. Seventh. Law and Order seems, show. Seems a lot. I've seen zero. I have also seen zero. <laughs> this will be a wrap, Harry. Tell me about this show neither of us have seen. Yeah. Uh, look, crime shows usually aren't really in my bag, but uh, but I'm very intrigued as to uh, a universe which has seven spin-offs of itself. Well, they're, they're not all spin-offs. Some of them are completely original, uh, you know, different people entirely, and so on and so on. Is it the same or is it some guy who's named his like fists law and order it's like the sequel to roadhouse or something uh that would be badass but uh no no it's uh so it's law and order hate crimes that's actually based off an actual unit in new york so it's set in new york um and apparently dick wolf sort of said you know a lot of the law and order shows are based off actual units and things like that so he gets a lot of inspiration from what's actually happening in the world and that part's kind of cool i can get behind that and I think now is actually a really good time to be, or a risky time, or a good time, depending how you want to look at it, um, to be doing something about things like hate crimes because we're living in a bit of a social revolution in the last year or so, or you know, two, three years, I would say. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting seeing this sort of stuff on TV and also as a reminder that um, stuff kind of sucks out there sometimes. So the general premise besides being uh, hate crimes is that uh, Olivia Benson and friends team up with another uh, unit and they make this uh, this new show. So if you're into Law and & Order and other sort of crimey shows like that, you might want to keep an eye out for that. What was the one a few years ago had James Vanderbeek and Little Bow Wow? Um, was it a Law & Order or was it, it was probably a CSI or something? Uh... Is it CSI? No, it's not CSI Miami. I don't know. It was it wasn't something. Miami. That's um, Caruso and sunglasses. And yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it, they definitely did one, and I I don't think it went for very long. <laughs> okay, that that disappoints me. Yeah. All right. Um, my final story. Final story. Bring it home. Spider Man dropped two days ago. PlayStation Four exclusive, and. My God, a PlayStation crushing this generation. Oh, yeah. Um, I pride myself because I, I don't, like, I, I could afford an Xbox One, but who has the time? <laughs> um, you know, I've never been one for console wars. And if you heard our last episode, I've had a different company every generation. Mm. Like, next one, I'm probably going to go Nintendo because I'm a bit behind on Nintendo. But, um, man, PlayStation are crushing it recently. And Spider-Man is a PlayStation 4 exclusive. Um, so I'll give a mini review on progress. I've only just started, um, but it is smooth. The graphics are lovely and zipping through Manhattan is really rewarding, you know, on the, (laughs) on the controls. Um, 
like sticking to the theme of the PlayStation exclusives, everyone compares it to how slick it was to throw an axe in God of War. And it was. Everyone loves throwing that damn axe and having it come back to you. It's the same with web slinging in this mm-hmm. game. And it's just fun zipping around. Saying that, I am terrible at it. Like, I can, <laughs> you know, I'm going in a straight line, I'm flying, it looks great, and then I'll try and take a corner and I'll just face plant into a wall. Luckily, that's fine. You just wall run and away you go. But, yeah. Um, You've just started learning some uh, tricks and everything in Spider-Man, doing flips and Yeah, shit. there's like a, a skill <laughs> that lets you, like, Tony Hawk while <laughs> you're swinging, you know. Do a backflip and stuff, you know, like, oh, do tricks and get XP. It wasn't much XP. I regret that talent (laughs) choice immensely. And every time I try and do it, I forget to web sling again and I just sort of (laughs) land in traffic and oh, I got cleaned up by a train. I'm just like, watch me do a kickflip off this building and splat. And like, you know, Tobey Maguire comes off best in (laughs) Spider-Man 1. I did not. Yeah, we've also been twitching that too, so you can see our Twitch, Good Pop, Bad Pop, if you want to uh, see us play Spider-Man and whatever else we're rolling with at the time. For the intermediate future, I will be playing Spider-Man and God of War, Mm -hmm. my new Game Plus playthrough. How about you, Em? I'll probably be playing uh, We Happy Few and maybe an indie game or two, like my indie games. So if you feel like watching us play any of these, jump in our Twitch. Yeah. Um, The other thing I want to talk about with Spider-Man was... uh, DLC. Now, I don't have any new perspective on games releasing DLC, (laughs) but I thought they were getting better. There's been a bit of a reckoning, mostly with like loot boxes and card packs and basically people banning them and games trying to not rape your wallet. (laughs) But um, I pre-ordered Spider-Man. because I've decided I'll play for it, I'll get it delivered, all good. About two days before release. So the embargo for reviews just lifted. So everyone's reviews are coming out. Big hype season. And that was on Wednesday. That was, yeah, during the week. That Wednesday-ish. And then a trailer for DLC 1 drops. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it. I don't know what it's about. I was just mad. Like, oh, there's DLC. I'm like, why are you telling me about DLC now? So firstly, the timing of that was on purpose. They wanted to release the trailer, but it was during the embargo lift. So everyone's talking about reviews and they wanted to sweep that under the rug because Mm. rightfully the game's not out yet and you're talking about DLC. Like dicks. So I'm like, all right, so what's this about? Um, I'm on the PlayStation store looking and there is the item there. um, Something Manhattan, a day in Manhattan. I don't know for DLC 1 and it was there 29 bucks by the DLC and I didn't know it was like a pass I guess for when it yeah. comes out because the first one doesn't come out for a month or two Yeah, but they've got these release dates for it but at the time it's just like you can buy this now I'm like are you, are you showing me <laughs> day 1 DLC like this is gaming sin it's not great is it no day 1 DLC I hate it and yeah. So I'm like, I'm excited about the game, but now I'm like, oh, well, I don't even have the whole game. Like, you know, I feel the other exclusives did this much better. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, it was ages later before they even thought about DLC. God of War, we're not doing DLC. This is the whole game. Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man. But, you know, keep your wallet ready (laughs) and there's going to be more. So I don't know. It felt a bit rude to me. I didn't like it. Yeah. And if I knew... They were going to nickel and dime me. 
I it would have affected my decision. I wouldn't have bought it. I wait a year, wait for the game of the year, wait mm. for the game of the year to go half price, get it all in one. It's how I played the Mordor games, which had DLC. Same idea. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, so uh, and we'll go into the let's call it gaming ethics into a later podcast. Yeah, because I have a lot to rant about. But um, <laughs> you know, just you want to feel the game developers are on your side. Yeah. They're making money, but I want to buy their products. I want to buy their products on my terms, though. <laughs> when I'm ready. Yeah. At the capacity in which I choose. I need to feel like it's my idea <laughs> to buy the DLC. I, I don't need you telling me before the game comes out, like, by the way, you're going to give us another 30 bucks in a month. Like, yeah. You know. Anyway, that's a bigger topic for another day, but yeah. um, that wraps up our news. It does wrap up our news. Um, thank you very much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to not miss the next episode. Um, continue listening to us. Uh, if you want to tell us some of... Um, what do we even talk about today? If you have any differing views on our, on our um, reviews, send us a tweet. Let us know where you greatly differed from us. Yeah, tell us your opinions on some of our reviews. And um, if you're playing Spider-Man, send us your spider selfies. We love them. I want to keep seeing them. Twitter's full of them. We want them too. Send your spider selfies to us. And you can do that at goodpopbadpop.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet them to us at, um, what's our Twitter? Goodpop underscore badpop. When you, <laughs> when, when we've only just started figuring this out, uh, and get in touch. Until then, we will see you next time. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you and good night. 